Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 5 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is taken from a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 23, Argument for the Existence of God, Episode 28, is entitled His Many Mansions. Having imperfections on earth is the price of mortality. Without mortality, we could not comprehend or appreciate immortality. The principle of opposition is necessary. If we don't know sorrow, we can never know joy. God does not create his children like cars on an assembly line, each product just like the one before. We are free agents to choose for ourselves. On earth, we are in a malleable stage. There will never be another experience like earth. God created us so that we could create ourselves. The children's writer Lloyd Alexander called us a great perhaps. We are now determining what we will be like forever. Every decision we make on this mortal earth determines who we shall become in the eternities. When man creates, he controls the end product. Quality assurance, it is called. When God creates, He endows his creations with the power to become whatever it is they wish to become. The Holy Scriptures are a guideline to eternal progression. We may choose to follow those guidelines or not. We may follow the enticements of God, which lead to liberty and eternal life, or we may follow the enticements of Satan, which lead to captivity and eternal damnation. When we think of damnation, we automatically think of hell but really it merely means the end of progression. It is true that there is a hell where some will be punished for their sins, but the only real damnation is the end of progression in an eternity of open opportunity. A mortal body is perfect for mortal earth, but only a resurrected immortal body can give us the freedom we need in heaven where there is no end to progression. Imagine sitting idle for eternity. If you want a good description of hell, there could be no greater damnation than eternal idleness. There will be a huge variety in heaven. Paul introduces the doctrine of three heavens or three separate degrees of glory in 1 Corinthians 15, 40-41. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differeth from another star in glory. The only distinguishing characteristics of resurrected beings are light and glory. Light and glory translate to truth and power. The greater the light and glory, the greater the truth and power. The greater the truth and power, the greater the freedom. Paul uses light and glory to describe his vision of Christ to King Agrippa. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun, 
shining round about me, and them that journeyed with me. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Speaking of the transfiguration, we are told that Christ was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. John the Revelator, who also saw the resurrected Christ in vision, tells us, And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with the garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle, his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace and his voices is the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Revelation one thirteen through 16 The entire purpose of life is to help us to become Christ-like. That includes becoming equal in light and glory through the grace and mercy of Christ. In Matthew 13:43, Christ said, Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Just as we cannot look directly at the sun without blinding ourselves, we would not be able to look directly at the Son of God, whose brightness is greater than the sun, unless we too were like him. No one who is not like him would be able to endure his presence. Rather than stand before God with the knowledge of guilt, one would prefer to be in hell rather than be in heaven. How else but being like him could we endure his presence? Only light can comprehend light. According to Paul, the celestial kingdom is compared to the brightness of the sun. Christ shines brighter than the sun at noonday, and as Christ said, the righteous shall shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. That means that the celestial kingdom, which shines as bright as the sun, is where God and Christ dwell, and only those who shine forth as the sun will be in the kingdom with the Father. That is what Christ meant when he said, Matthew 5.48 Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Perfection is not possible in this life. Only resurrected beings can be perfect. If only the righteous, who shine forth as the sun, would be comfortable living in the presence of God, where did those who do not shine forth like the sun go? By the time of the resurrection, they would have paid in full for their own sins in hell. The law of justice would be satisfied, and they will be appointed a kingdom of glory, compatible with the works they did on earth. The concept of either heaven or hell is misleading. We are told that Christ holds the keys to death and hell. Heaven is made up of many degrees of glory. As Paul, who saw heaven in vision, said, There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. In other words, there are an infinite variety of heavens, each defined by different degrees of light and glory. In the resurrection, we will inherit the kingdom of glory compatible with the laws of Christ that we lived on earth. It is according to the law of restoration. Everything that we earn on earth will be restored to us in heaven. 
Some will inherit a kingdom of glory that shines like the sun because their works were righteous. In other words, they will be resurrected with a body that shines like the sun. All others will also be resurrected according to the laws they live. Some will shine like the moon, and some will shine like the stars. The light we receive in the resurrection will reflect the life we lived on earth. It is possible that some will not even have a kingdom of glory because they never earned one. Justice requires it. In other words, heaven will be a reward tailored to our works on earth. As Paul said, For one star differeth from another star in glory, so also is the resurrection of the dead. Every kingdom will have a law, and people will inherit the kingdom compatible to the laws they lived on earth. That is what Paul meant when he said that some will shine like the sun, others will shine like the moon, and still others will shine like the stars. One cannot be happy in any other kingdom than the one compatible with their own light and glory. As the moon is overpowered by the sun, so it is in the resurrection. A lesser light would be overpowered by a greater light. A greater light can comprehend a lesser light, but a lesser light cannot comprehend a greater light. Even if one lived in the presence of God, if he did not shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father, he could not comprehend God. To be happy, one must seek his own. To live constantly in the presence of God, where everyone else shone brighter than the sun, anyone of lesser light would be acutely reminded of their unworthiness or inadequacies. Heaven would not be a heaven that was not compatible with the light one earned. One will be happier in a kingdom compatible with the light they have rather than living in blind obscurity for eternity. In other words, those who shine like the moon will be happier living with others who shine like the moon. And those who shine like the stars will be happier living with others who shine like the stars. Paul further tells us, 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-two through 44 so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. We may assume from that that even within those three heavens, or three kingdoms, or three degrees of glory, there will be different degrees of light or glory. In the Holy Bible, star often refers to the children of God. In Job, we are told, The morning stars sang together. Job 38, 7. I suppose if we could count the stars, we would gain some idea of the variety of rewards. We are rewarded according to our works. Christ, of course, lives in the third or highest heaven compared to the brightness of the sun called by Paul the celestial glory or celestial kingdom. Only those who inherit the highest or celestial kingdom will live with Christ. Others, as moon to sun or stars to moon, may enjoy a portion of his light, but not a fullness of his glory. The price of agency is that we are held accountable for our works. Paul uses light rather than perfection as the measure of heaven. Because in the resurrection, all bodies will be perfect, but not all will have a fullness of light and truth and power. In the resurrection and judgment, the spirit and body are perfectly matched in glory for maximum joy and happiness. Our joy and our freedom will be equal to the light we earned. 
But only those who strive to live a Christ-like life, according to the laws they have, will be able to live with Christ. For only they will have the full light of Christ. In the resurrection, the glory of our body will reflect the light of the Spirit and reveal the life we lived and the laws we obeyed. In law is light. Only those who reach the third heaven or highest glory will be glorified together with Christ. When we stand before the bar of Christ in our resurrected bodies to be judged, there will be no surprises. Christ himself will shine forth like the sun. Some of us, however, will shine like the sun, others will shine like the moon, and still others will shine like the stars. Some will not shine at all. Only those who with Christ are glorified together will shine like the sun. Christ is the only keeper of the gate, and ultimately everyone must go through him and answer for their own works. For some, the final judgment will be the lifetime they will see Christ. In fact, it may be the lifetime they want to see him. They will be much happier living with resurrected beings that match their own light and glory. Still, light and glory are light and glory. In all three kingdoms described by Paul, whether celestial glory or terrestrial glory, whether one shines like the sun, another like the moon, and another like the stars, it is still a kingdom of glory, and they will be unimaginably happy in their eternal kingdoms. Further still, only by living forever with Christ can one have a fullness of light, glory, joy, freedom, and power. The further away from the presence of God one is, the lesser light and lesser power and lesser joy they will have. Those who live with Christ will inherit mansions, kingdoms, and principalities. They too will be kings and queens, but Christ will remain King of kings and Lord of lords. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one through 55 Behold, I show unto you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death! Where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The purpose of the resurrection is to reunite our immortal spirits with our physical bodies. However, our mortal bodies obviously undergo a tremendous change. The bodies will no longer be mortal. Since our everlasting spirit is already immortal, only the physical body needs to be resurrected into an immortal state. But remember, when Christ appeared to the apostles after his resurrection, he ate fish. He had a physical body, but it was an immortal physical body. It will be the same with us. We will receive our body back in the very image of our physical body on earth, but it will be an immortal body, perfect in every way, which will never taste of death again. As Paul said, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven through 58 But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, forasmuch as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 
The other changes to our body, of course, will be the degree of glory we inherit based upon our works on earth. Like Paul, all good Christians aspire to the third heaven, or the highest degree of glory. Paul calls it the celestial body, or celestial glory, or celestial kingdom. That is the kingdom where God and Christ dwell. John further describes the celestial glory in Revelation 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. It was Christ who, shortly before his death, said, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. He was not just speaking to his apostles. He was speaking to all of his disciples. He added these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He then added the conditions, If ye love me, keep my commandments. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.